Hey guys, welcome back to the Couch Takes Podcast brought to you by Student Section Sports. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you have any comments, suggestions, or questions, be sure to DM us at Couch Takes on Instagram and at Couch underscore Takes on Twitter. Enjoy. Ah, we are back on the Couch Takes Podcast. Super excited to be here. What's up, guys? This is your host, Andrew. I'm by myself today, sort of, kind of. We've got a guest coming in, but uh, I'm really happy to be here. I just wanted to come in real quick before we started the show, make a quick announcement. So not to spring it on you or anything like that, nothing set in stone, but there is a possible schedule change coming up. You know, Trey's not here right now. We're trying to figure th- some things out. Um figure out what works best for everybody. Hey, we might just bring a random episode on you. Don't know, but we'll have to see. Super excited for when this happens. Obviously, this is just developing right now. We don't know yet, but uh, stay tuned for that. Um, But super excited today for this week's episode. Um, Coming into the studio today, you know, we got a guy who has never been on the podcast before. He is a one-time fantasy football champion, never beaten me, but a three-time baseball champion champion fantasy baseball never beaten me but i've also never played fantasy baseball uh i bring into the studio today nick maltz what is up nick uh it's going well andrew uh, i'm glad to be here guys uh you know first ever guest that's a huge thing on this show so i'm very proud of that yeah dude and i think something that we've waited so long to have a guest um I don't know why that reason is. I think me and Trey just had a good time doing it ourselves. But obviously, as you can tell, Trey's not here. So I wanted to bring in somebody I trusted, someone I know who can bring in the facts, the numbers. And if anybody can bring in the numbers, it is Nick here. Um, Nick's also a student. You know what? I'm going to let him introduce himself. How about that? So I am a junior at the great University of Alabama. Yeah. Let's go. Um. I'm an accounting major, so big stats guy, so obviously fantasy baseball and all that. Big into that, but just happy to join today. Yeah, so I'm super excited for him to be here, but um, anyway, Nick, I guess you don't know because you've never been here before, but I'm sure you've listened before. Uh, before we start every episode, we do a favorite thing of the week. Um, so basically what that is, literally your favorite thing can, of the week can be Hall's Relief cough drops i don't know it can literally be anything that has benefited you of some sorts this week um nick do you have a favorite thing of the week um well besides being the first guest on the show um probably would be getting the full taste of college football this week uh you know we got a little bit of an appetizer last week with the florida and miami game but with the big appetite or the big meal this weekend super excited Nick, you sound incredibly excited, dude. Um, but that's a pretty good favorite thing of the week. Um, you'll you'll get used to it. You'll figure something out next time you're on here. Um, my favorite thing of the week, obviously, I can't say college football because I said that last week, and Nick also just said it. And to be honest, right now, I think I'm blanking on my favorite thing of the week, just like I do every single week. Um, what did did I, did I ever tell you what I said? What it was? Do you remember? Um, I think it was something to do with Aaron Judge. Oh, no, no, no. I got it. I got it. I remember what it was. Also, I am excited about Aaron Judge um, being the third fastest player in MLB history to 100 home runs, which that is definitely one of my favorite things that has happened this week. But as you all know, I'm definitely a movie nerd. I love movies. And there's two trailers that came out this week I'm super excited about. 
first one, Star Wars Episode Nine, Rise of Skywalker. My gosh, that was freaking lit. I'm so happy about that one. And then also um, the Joker movie, which I think I've talked about. I'm not sure if I've talked about it on this or not. I don't know. I'm not 100% sold on that movie. I don't really know what to expect of it, but I guess that's probably a good thing because I don't know if I have the highest hopes for it because I'm not a big fan of DC. They don't do a great job here recently, so I guess we'll see how that goes. Um, You know, with the uh, DC Joker movie, I got to kind of disagree with that one, honestly, because, uh, you know, uh, what's the actor's name again in that? Uh, I need a little bit of help there. Joaquin Phoenix. That dude is crazy, so when you add crazy with a crazy character, something's got to happen there, so uh, I think it's going to be a, like, it's going to be a blockbuster, I think, maybe. Yeah, and I think that's a fair point. Um, I think the only thing about it is it's the track record of DC, like I said. Um, they have really screwed up, but they've also, you know, they've got movies like The Dark Knight, which is, like, probably one of my favorite movies ever, if not number one on my list, so... They've got some duds, but they've also got some high ups. So I don't know yet. We'll see how it goes. But anyway, I think I wanted to start this week's episode as far as sports go on something that has hit close to home. Um, not happy about the development of this story, but um, just found out this morning, Dylan Moses, starting middle linebacker for the Crimson Tide in Tuscaloosa, is out for the season with what looks like, from what I've read, it's a torn ACL. Yeah, I think it's uh it's gonna be a big loss because from what I read, he was supposed to be the signal ca- or signal caller on the defense this year, and you know when someone goes out like that, you know uh, hurts the de- defense big. Yeah, and that's a good point. And also, what really sucks about it is that not only Dylan Moses is hurt, but the other guy who is also gonna start, Joshua McMillan, is also out. Um, from what I understand, probably for the season as well. I don't remember what his injury was exactly, but probably pretty similar if I had to guess. Um, really is an Alabama fan. It, whoever is an Alabama fan out there, you're probably frustrated. You're probably worried about the season. Um, you know, this morning when I read the news, my brain immediately went to bad things. I was like, well, no hope, no hope, no hope. But um, after taking the day to think about it, um, I still think there's a lot to look at. You know, you got Shane Lee, who is probably, from what I understand, he'll probably come in. You got guys like Christian Harris coming in, uh, both true freshmen, but also both five stars. So there's no telling. You know, when you're dealing with the University of Alabama football team, um, they've been through this before. 2017, an unreal amount of injuries, and they still won the national championship. So, Nick, if you would just, I guess, put in a little bit of thought on um, what does this mean for Alabama going forward? Is there any games that you thought were a foregone conclusion, which there never really should be, but there always are that in people's minds, you know, fans minds. Is there any games that now after this happening that you're like, Oh crap, Bama might be in trouble. Um, well just touch on that a little bit. I, I would say, um, you know, if injuries are never a good thing, but for guys, I know that supposed to replace them, uh, is a true freshman, one of them. And the other one, I think, believe he's a redshirt freshman. You know, early in the year, getting some of that experience and getting like kind of the jitters out of the way and just working through uh, through some things. So I think if there was one game that might kind of hurt him now, it might be a Texas A&M game. You know, going to a hostile environment, not having the guys, you know, being able to, like, give the signals all across the field. You know, it's going to be tough for the coaching staff to try to reach a cornerback on the other sideline or – 
that weak side defender over there or something like that. So that might be tough. But uh, other than that, might maybe the Auburn game too. Obviously, that's always a, a tough one in uh, Jordan Hare. But we'll just have to see. You know, I think they can work through it, though. They always have that uh, next man up mentality that's always kind of separated them from every other university. So, I mean, just adds another dynamic through uh, for the year for them. Yeah, and I want to go back to what you said really quick about the whole freshman thing and, um, you know, making adjustments, being that signal caller out on the field, like you said. Um, you know, I'm not worried about Alabama having talent. I don't think any other college football fan should be worried. Uh, well, you should be worried if you're for another school, but Alabama's always going to have talent. That's not the problem. I think my biggest thing, which Nick kind of touched on, is going to be the um, – I guess the expertise, the experience, the things you get from playing those games, which, yeah, I don't want to look over Duke. Um, I don't want to look over anybody. But when you have games who probably – when you're, you're playing teams who you probably don't think are going to give Alabama as tough of a fight as, you know, the Texas A&Ms, the Auburns, um, LSU, whoever that may be, um, you know, it's nice to have those games at the beginning of the season to get that experience, but you never know. Um, I think there's a lot of things that could happen out of this. You know, obviously, any more injuries, man, that is not good at all. We're already down to very little on the depth chart. Um, and, you know, I just want to say real quick, you know, Dylan Moses, I, you know, everybody, Josh McMillan, everyone should hurt. I hope they, you know, make speedy recoveries. But um, this does hurt. And um, I think it's going to be really interesting to see as the season goes on because we've seen Alabama recover. Like I said, 2017, my gosh, the list of names of people who got hurt. Dylan Moses being one of them. Dylan Moses, Mac Wilson, Sean uh, Dion Hamilton. Um, there are so many people on that team that got hurt, and they're going to rely on people this year just like they did that year. You know, we're going to have to rely on Xavier McKinney in the backfield, uh, safety. Um, we're going to have to rely on Patrick Sertain, who's just a sophomore. And it's crazy to think we're going to have to rely on him, but, you know, we have to. Terrell Lewis. Um, Anthony Jennings. There's a lot of guys out there. Raekwon Davis. There's so many names that we're going to have to rely on, which we were going to need them anyway. But now, man, we're really going to need that experience. They're going to have to help these guys learn before we get to the A&Ms, the Auburns, LSUs, things like that. So I don't think, you know, anyone who's like, oh, man, Bama's no no way they're going to win the championship. You know, hold up. Still a lot. of. I mean, the season hasn't even started. I say there's still a lot of season left. Literally the entire season is left. Um, so Nick, do you have anything else to say about that? Um, I would say this, uh, there's always one man that's been there. So, uh, Nick Saban. So once, like, once we always have him, Alabama's always got a chance. Uh, they, and especially they brought in some new coaches this year. And I think they're a lot of experience there. So this is something they probably have dealt with before. And just having that culture, I, I just think that this is something they can definitely overcome. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, like you said, they've done it before. It's happened. Um, not only Alabama, there's a lot of teams that this has happened to. Um, you know, I remember back in, uh, was it 2014, Oregon made the college ball playoff, dude. They had so many injuries that year, and they made it to the national championship game. And, yeah, they lost, but, I mean, that team was good, and they really suffered from a lot of injuries. So, like I said, anything happened. So moving on, I think something that was the complete opposite of my favorite thing of the week. Oh my gosh, one of the worst things of the week. You hate to hear it, you hate to see it. Um, the retirement of Andrew Luck. 
that is, I mean, that's shocking. And then the injury of Lamar Miller. So now the AFC South, no telling what's going to happen in this. Um, I don't think anybody expected it. 29 years old, Andrew Luck. Um, obviously, no one expects injuries. Um, so I hope Lamar Miller can recover, but it does look like torn ACL. So I believe he's out for the season as well. Um, anyway, Nick, do you have any thoughts on the AFC South and um, anything on Andrew Luck and all that? Uh, you know, with Andrew Luck, uh, I think, uh, you know, it's been tough for him the last four years. He, I mean, he said it best, you know, he's been rehabbing and, uh, you know, he's always been getting hurt and this is just something that he couldn't come back from. Uh, he just, he said he lost the love of the game and you really hate to see it, especially like, like him, you know, he's honestly, he's for talent wise, he's one of an all, like an all time talent. So just see him step away from the game so young, you know, you hate to see as a fan, but you understand why he does it. Uh, but it really does throw the AFC South in kind of a flux. Like, you don't know who's going to come in first now. Uh, I mean, any it's kind of any team's division right now. Like, the Jaguars, I think they're two years removed from an AFC championship, so don't count them out. They just signed Nick Foles, and he's won a Super Bowl. So, uh, you know, any team can – it's kind of any team's division right now, so – yeah, and I'm glad you brought up that uh, Super Bowl. And I hate to take a dig at you because um, Nick is a Patriots fan, and I didn't intend on doing this. But I'm really happy he brought that up. You know, I've talked in the past. I actually, I'm pretty sure one of the um, most popular episodes we've ever had was the one where I said the Jaguars need to get Nick Foles, and then it happened the week after. So um, I think that is crazy. After the Andrew Luck thing, obviously. It look, I'm assuming Jacoby Brissett's going to come in, be the starter for Indianapolis. Um, but I think this really, really opens up the division for the Jags, like he said. Um, Nick Foles, I don't know how he's going to pan out on a new team. But I do think, like he said, they're only two years removed from an AFC championship. Um, so I don't think there's really anything... There's no team that stands out to me, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And I really think that now this opens up for the Jags more than anybody, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, um, for them especially, you know, the Jaguars, I would honestly, if I had to pick a team to win that division, it'd probably be the Texans just from what they have returning and how well they did this past year. But it does hurt that they did lose Lamar Miller. Obviously, it's a lot easier to overcome a running back injury than a star quarterback because, you know, running back's more of a diamond dozen, kind of fit the system. Quarterbacks, it's they don't come that often. So, you know, I mean, Colts, they really took a dive down. It's going to be tough for them. I mean, Jacoby Brissett, uh, being a Pats fan, you know, watching him a little bit, he is a good quarterback, but he's no Andrew Luck, and I don't think anybody's going to argue that. Yeah, and that's true. We have seen Brissett play. Um, obviously, he's talented. Uh, he's in the NFL. Um, I don't – but I, I'm with you. I don't really know. He's obviously not going to replace Andrew Luck. So I don't know how that's going to pan out for them. Um, I am excited to see it, but I'm kind of with you. I still think Houston's probably going to win, especially, you know, Deshaun Watson stays healthy. I mean, they got a top three receiver and DeAndre Hopkins, arguably top two. Um, There's a lot of looks around this team. My gosh, the defense with Clowney and Watt. Um, this This is a good team, and... I'm still, I still feel good about Foles on the Jags, but I am with Nick. I do think that Houston's probably got the division, but 
now with luck out, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion for anybody. And it does hurt to lose your starter, uh, your starting running back. But like he said, it's more of a big deal to lose your quarterback. Um, so yeah, I, I'm. So I think we both have decided. I think we're both going to stick with Houston. But going into the season, would you have picked Indianapolis, or were you still feeling pretty good about Houston? Um, the roster building that that the Colts have done the past year, past two years, what they've done in the draft, I could definitely see, especially how hot they finished this past year, this uh, previous season, I would definitely have taken the Colts. But, you know, this is just something that's major, that shocking, that is just, like, dramatic, that has changed, like, kind of thrown the league up. So I definitely think this gave the Texans a boost. Yeah, and this doesn't even, I mean, we haven't even mentioned the effect on the NFL. We've been talking about the effect on the AFC South. I mean, my gosh, this was a team that a lot of people were picking to make the AFC championship. So, like I said, I think anything can happen now. Um, Most certainly, Indianapolis, dude, I think they're going to be an extremely motivated team um, because now people are definitely counting them out. Um, But I don't, I think, especially T.Y. Hilton. Dude, I'm excited to see T.Y. Hilton play. Um, I'm excited to see Jacoby Brissett play. I still think he's a great athlete. I still think he can play quarterback. No Andrew Luck. I've said that, but I still think this is a team to watch out for. Um, don't give up, Indy fans. Do not give up. I still think you got some things to look out for. And um, like I said, anybody's division. Um, but I do think I'm going to go with Houston right now. So moving on, we're going to stick with football again. Um, Nick's favorite thing of the week was college football. College football is back. Um, we had a game last week, which I thought was pretty entertaining that I'd like to talk about really quick. Um, Miami and Florida. I said it was entertaining. I've seen a lot of people, um, say that they didn't like it. Um, stop. Just stop. Dude, that game was entertaining. That was a fun game. Felipe Franks made a fool of himself, but he also, I mean, he made some big plays. Uh, some Florida receivers made some big plays. Um, my gosh, the defensive players made some big plays on both sides, dude, the swag of the U Miami with those new, uh, touchdown, uh, knuckles. What are those, what are those things? Those diamond knuckles or whatever they are, man. I loved it. Um, it's a little arrogant, um, for a team that hasn't really accomplished much in a long time. Uh, but I am excited to see that. I thought those were two great teams to kick off the season, a team like Miami, who is coming from a very big history. Same with Florida. Um, That reaches a huge market, teams like Florida and Miami, especially when there are two in-state rivals like that. So, uh, Nick, if you want to talk real quick about um, what you thought about that game and um, in your mind, were those the two best teams to start off the season like they did? Um, you know, I think the game could have gone better, but, I mean, it's college football. So, like, half the time you don't know what you're going to get. But still, I mean, the the passion, the rivalry, you don't get that anywhere else except college football. So, you know, I was excited to see, especially with Miami and Florida, a team that hadn't played, I think, in six years. So just to see them again playing, going at it, uh, I was very excited. Yeah, and I think both teams, obviously, very apparent, have a lot to work on, especially Florida. Now, I think... I think even maybe I might have said it, or maybe it was Trey. Um, we looked at Florida to really open up this game um, to cover and to kind of, you know, win handedly. I didn't think they'd blow them out, but I thought they'd win comfortably, you know, two possession game, something like that. 
But my goodness, dude, there was a lot of question marks. Um, same for Miami. The quarterback play was not well, but my gosh, he got sacked 10 times. What is he supposed to do? So I think it was a little bit unfair of Enos to come at him like that in the public. Um, young guy, he got sacked 10 times. And while he did make mistakes, um, he's young. He had a lot of pressure on him the entire game. That uh, Miami O-line was horrendous. One of the worst O-line performances I've seen in a long time anywhere, NFL, college, anything like that. But um, I still thought it was an entertaining game. I thought that was college football, and it did make me excited. But uh, that was actually week zero. So now we're coming up on week one. Um, Nick, do you have any games for us um, that you'd like to talk about? Anything that stands out to you this week? Uh, yeah, so there's a few games. Uh, one that uh, kick it off, Northwestern, Stanford. Ought to be an interesting game. Uh, Northwestern won the Big Ten West last year, and I know Stanford, they're trying to win. They're always a, a contender in the Pac-12, and I believe this game happened about two or three years ago, uh, and Northwestern uh, stole it from Stanford. So uh, don't think that's going to happen this year, but obviously you know, for a week one game, it's going to be pretty interesting. Yeah, I agree. That was definitely one of the games on my mind. Um, two teams like Northwest, you wouldn't think Northwestern's going to hang in there, but my goodness, dude, I think they got a pretty good team. I think it'll be a lot more interesting than people are giving um, giving them credit for. And um, what is the line on that game? Do you have that pulled up? That's okay. We'll get that from um, our staff. Jerry will pull one up, um, but we'll move on while we're waiting. Oh, Jerry's got it. Uh, Stanford is a six-point favorite. Um, that game is on Fox this Saturday at 3 o'clock. Who are you going with? I'm going with Stanford. Uh, I'll probably go with the over, too. You know, uh, it's going to be at Stanford, a West Coast game. So, you know, just having that home field advantage. And, you know, uh, in non-conference games last year, you know, Northwestern's very unpredictable. They lost to a few um, – uh, Trying to think of the conference. It's uh, honestly can't think of it. They lost some uh, pretty surprising uh, non-conference games last year, and they played well in their conference. But it's just they're kind of like an unpredictable team, which obviously all makes the uh, line kind of uh, <laughs> you never know what to do on that. But uh, just a non-conference play, I don't trust them that much. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree with everything you just said. Um, I'm also going to take Stanford with the over. Um, I think Northwestern will hang in there, but I do think Stanford with the athletes they have, um, you know, the Pac-12, nothing to joke about, but uh, I think Stanford will pull away fourth quarter and um, we'll see where that goes. It is in Stanford Stadium also, so you got to factor that in. But like I said, I think Stanford will pull away, but Northwestern will give them a good one. What else you got for us? Uh, so probably the biggest game of the week, we have Oregon playing against Auburn, and I believe that game is in Houston or Dallas, somewhere in Texas. Um, I believe it's in Dallas, actually. So, uh, you know, a big week one game uh, uh, just for both conferences, really. You know, that's going to set the tone from the year. You know, if Auburn wins, shows again how dominant the SEC is. Oregon wins, uh, maybe we have a Pac-12 team going to the uh, playoffs this year. But it's really going to set the tone for both those teams. Yeah, I completely agree. I think this is by far the most intriguing game. Um, I do think there's other interesting games this week, but this is by far the most intriguing. I really struggle with this one because 
y'all know I'm a Justin Herbert fan. I like Justin Herbert, quarterback for Oregon. I think the guy's got a lot of talent, and I think he's going to do pretty well and um, advance on to the league. But I don't know. I think what well, Auburn is a three and a half point favorite. Um, I might take Auburn under. I might take Auburn with the under. I think if anything, they'll win by three. I think that's about the best. I think that's about the farthest they'll pull away. I think it's going to be a tight game. Um, I think both teams, I think it'll maybe 27-24 kind of game. Yeah. Um, I mean, really with Auburn starting a true freshman in Bo Nix, you know, it's going to be something to watch for. You're going to see how he does his first game. Um, you know, and true freshman coming in, it's not, um, it's not nothing new to see them do well, you know. Two or three years ago, Jalen Hurts coming in, uh, performing as well as he did. Uh, Trevor Lawrence last year, I know he didn't start immediately at the beginning of the year, but him coming in and unfortunately winning a national title. Um, but, you know, uh, so I could definitely see Auburn pulling this one out. Um, just how dominant their de- their defense is, too. Uh, you know, Oregon, um, they were kind of uh, not so well in the defense last year. So I definitely see Auburn pulling this one out, and I would probably take it probably by uh, five or six points. So I'll take the over on that one also. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, that game's in AT&T Stadium. Um, you know, Auburn and Oregon both are uh, both very familiar with that stadium. Um, Auburn's not shy at all about uh, starting their season off with big teams. Like last year, they played Washington to start the game in the Chick-fil-A uh, kickoff uh, in Atlanta. So I think Auburn's got the talent. They've got the um they've got the experience despite, you know, Bo Nick starting at quarterback, like you said, the true freshman. But the rest of the team, I think they've got it. They've got an incredible D line over on the plains. And uh like I said, I think I'm gonna take Auburn with the under, probably about twenty seven, twenty four kind of game. Um I think right now the game that I kinda when I think about the games this week. The other game that kind of stands out to me that might surprise some people is Ole Miss and Memphis. This is a game that you probably didn't expect me to say, but my gosh, people, Memphis is the favorite, all right? Memphis is a five-and-a-half-point favorite, which you would never expect over an SEC team. But, um, Nick, do you have anything you want to say on that? Yeah, you know, um, Ole Miss, I know they have a new starting quarterback this year, uh, but they're playing in Memphis at this game or for this game, and, you know... Uh, Ole Miss being in North Mississippi, uh, it's kind of a rivalry game, uh, a little bit, uh, for non-conference sake. Uh, but like, I know Memphis really wants to get at them. They played uh, a few years ago also, and I know Ole Miss destroyed them at that one. But uh, you know, Memphis the past few years have been a v- pretty good football team. Um, so I could definitely see them uh, coming in here and winning this game, uh, playing at home against a SEC school. I know that, especially in the off-season program for them, that probably that probably has motivated them, uh, especially when you see an SEC team on your schedule or a Power Five team, and you're one of those uh, one of those other conferences. I hate to say it, but uh, they they're probably excited to play them, and I definitely could see Memphis pulling this one out. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I think it's going to be a good game. Um, I think. What really stands out to me is going to be the Ole Miss offense with um, Matt Coral. I believe that's how you pronounce it. Uh, Corral, Coral, is that how you say it? Corral. Um, I'm very intrigued to see this guy. Um, last year, dude, Ole Miss could score. My goodness, this team could score. So 
I don't know if Memphis's defense will be able to hang if they're able to score like that, but I'm going to take Ole Miss. I think I'm going to take Ole Miss, uh, SEC all the way. Uh, actually, to be honest, I don't really care about the SEC, but I think the SEC will win this one. Um, what is the uh, over-under on this one? Memphis, five and a half. I'm going to take, I think Ole Miss, you know, I'm going to flop that. I think Ole Miss maybe six by six. Yeah, I'm going to take that. Uh, I would probably take the Memphis on the, on the uh, under, probably a field goal game or maybe win by two or something like that. But uh, an interesting thing about this game also is uh, Ole Miss is their new coordinators. Uh, they have Rich Rodriguez. So don't expect that offense to disappear at all. You know, he's been scoring, basically made a career of having high-octane high offenses from West Virginia. We'll skip the Michigan days, and we'll go to Arizona where they had a high-octane offense there. So that's one thing about them. Um, and then the defensive coordinator, McIntyre, you know, he was very good at Colorado. Uh, he had one really good season there where they they made the uh, Pac-12 championship game. So, you know, he's a very experienced coach, uh, usually has pretty good defenses. So, uh, I mean, that will be a, a thing to see. If Ole Miss can fix their defense, you know, they might surprise some people this year because you know they're going to have an offense. So just seeing what their defense can do, um, that'll be the big thing to watch in this game. Yeah, and um, real quick, I think Matt Luke, he's a pretty good coach. I like him all right. Um, but like he said, dude, that high-octane offense is going to be for real. Um, it's no joke replacing Jordan Tiamu. I think he was a talented quarterback. Um, he fit their scheme really well. So I'm excited to see it. I think that's one of the things to watch out for this week. This might be one of the best games of the week, honestly. I really do believe that. I think you need to watch that game. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Um, next up, I think we want to talk about uh, Clemson and Georgia Tech. Yeah, so uh thing about uh, Georgia Tech this year, you know, don't expect them to run the ball uh, a ton like they used to. I mean, I think they're changing their offense to a pro-style offense. They uh, they changed head coaches. Paul Johnson retired. Um, I know – I can't remember his name. I think it, Sutton Collins. Uh, Jeff Collins, that's it. Uh, they hired him from Temple. So, um, you know, it's expect more of a pro-style look. Expect him to throw the ball a little bit this year. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how that roster change ha- happens for them. Uh, I would not expect them to be a great football team or even a good football team this year. but uh, So I would expect Clemson to blow them out of the water. But, um, you know, it'll be interesting to watch. So Clemson right now is a 37-point favorite. Nick, are you taking the over or the under? I'm taking the over. This might get ugly, folks. Yeah, I completely agree. I think this Clemson team is stacked. Uh, The only question mark I really have, and it's not even really a question mark, it's just a curiosity kind of thing. Um, What's this defensive line going to look like after losing all these players in the draft? But I still think they're going to be great. It's just going to be a different look team. Uh, I still think this team is going to obviously compete for a national championship. Um, They have the opportunity to go 15-0 again. Um, So we'll see where that goes. And then lastly, I think we wanted to talk about Alabama and Duke. Um, for us, this is the game um, that starts off the season on what a lot of people are calling the revenge tour. Uh, Nick, do you think with all these things that have been happening this offseason, you know, injuries, you know, going back to what we said earlier on the episode, Josh McMillan, now Dylan Moses, um, there's a lot of things that people are worried about with this team. 
Um, I definitely don't think offense is the question. I think it's going to be the defense. Um, but even this weekend, right now the reports are Najee Harris and Brian Robinson, the number one and number two running backs on the, uh, on the squad, are suspended for the first half. And then Terrell Lewis is also suspended and Devontae Smith. So what does that make you think about this game? Do you think this will be a little bit tighter than what people are thinking? Because right now people think Alabama, dude, revenge tour, this is it, and Duke is just in the way, and they're going to show everybody Duke is in the way. What do you think? Is that how it's going to turn out with all these things that are happening right now? Uh, Just one thing to point out before I get to that. Uh, one thing to point out for like the uh, the uh, offseason stuff for Alabama. So I would say uh, one thing I... I I heard uh, Nick Saban talk about was uh, just about their discipline or discipline that they've had. Uh, he's talked about, um, I know at the end of last year, he said they had it beginning of last year, but the end of last year, they kind of lost it. You know, people were playing more for themselves than for the team. And so I think that for this team is going to be a big deal, especially having that discipline. And I think this kind of shows it. They're, they're uh, having guys holding them to higher standards. I'd say uh just guys getting suspended. Um they're definitely they're they're they have an agenda and they're really trying to follow it this year with the discipline fact. But you know, I think Alabama's gonna be fine. Uh, you know, Duke, I mean they might be able to hang in it for maybe till halftime, but Alabama is by far more talented. Uh they're definitely gonna be focused for this game. Uh and then Alabama's offense, I mean it's going to be tough to stop then. Honestly, folks, like this might be one of the, the firework shows of the season. Just they're every week, week in, week out, they have a chance to score 50 on anybody. I mean, it's just crazy what they have. The weapons at Tua's disposal. I mean, it's honestly, it's almost like an NFL offense. Yeah, I think you've made a lot of great points. And this team just like any other year with an Alabama squad, dude, it's national championship or bust. There's no doubt about it. Anything less than is going to be a disappointment to them. And even though it shouldn't be, it'll be a disappointment to the fans. Um, obviously, if they make the playoff or anything like that, you know, they, they'll probably have a great year. But the way it is right now, it's national championship or bust. Um, a lot of people are calling this, like I said, the revenge tour. Um, but I like what Nick said, dude, this offense is going to be unreal. Um, all the weapons, but I do think Duke will be able to, like he said, maybe hang in there for the first half. But once, um, if the reports are true that these guys are suspended for the first half, once they come in for the second half, it might be a whole different ball game. I think these guys are going to be locked in, um, you know, barring any injuries, um, you know, and I hope nobody has any injuries. I'm not talking about Alabama, I'm talking about everybody, um, you know, I hope there's no injuries this year, but um, I think this team's going to be really something to watch out for. Right now, I want to say, yeah, 33.5 point favor right now for Alabama. I'm taking the under. Um, You know, I'm going to take the over only because I don't think Duke's going to be able to keep up with Alabama's offense. And, I mean, it's a big – the line is at 33.5, so the, I just have so much respect for this offense. And, you know, I think – uh, especially at running back Jerome Ford. Um, I haven't seen him play really, so it'll be interesting to watch him, but he's still very talented. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's a four-star coming out. So, I mean, don't sleep on him either. Uh, but, yeah, I'm I'm going to take the over. 
Yeah, and I do have a lot of respect for this team and this offense. I think the reason I take the under is just because I think this team might start the season in this game maybe a little bit slow, especially with the players that are suspended for the first half. Um, I think Duke's got a lot of heart. I think they're going to really come in and want to prove something. But, like, I mean, everybody else does against Alabama, Clemson, uh, Georgia, teams like that. So I think Duke is going to try their best to hang on. I think they'll do all right. But when I say I take the under, I'm not saying way under. (laughs) I'm saying, you know, maybe right around – Maybe even even, honestly. Maybe right around there is where I'm thinking. Uh, but I do think it'll be a pretty good game for the first half. But Alabama's probably going to win uh, and start off the season pretty well. But anyway, uh, I just want to say thank you to Nick for joining in today. Uh, Nick, do you have anything to say before we head out, bro? Uh, uh, just thank you for inviting me on the show. You know, uh, I've really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm always down to talk college football. So this was just... Uh, made my day thank you yeah thank you so much for coming in today nick i hope you have a great day dude um for all you people who are listening um be sure to stay tuned for maybe a surprise episode or whatever the schedule changes whatever that may be you know stay tuned there's things coming your way thank you so much for listening trey will absolutely be back in the next episode um just you know some scheduling conflicts and then the possibility of having a guest on the show kind of excited us this week. So we ended up just jumping on that idea and uh, I think it went pretty well. Let us know what y'all think. You know, be sure to DM us at on Instagram at couch shakes on Twitter at couch underscore takes. Um, go ahead and give us a follow DM us. Let us know what you think. And um, thank you so much for tuning in. God bless.